Welcome to Empowered, a podcast dedicated to inspiring change through education. I'm your host, Shuyi, and in this episode, we'll be discussing the impact of overlooking first-generation low-income students and navigating their feelings of belonging on college campuses and the impact of this as well. I'll be referring first-generation low-income students as Figly going forward as it is much easier to say. I'm extremely privileged to be currently studying at the Harvard Graduate School of Education, or as we endearingly call it as Hugsy, and simultaneously be able to work at Yale. I get to translate my knowledge from Harvard to my students here at Yale, and we happen to be focusing on Figley students through a lot of my classes here at Hugsy. As someone who is a Figley student, I'm so excited to share this journey that we're going to go on today. So. To start off, we need to understand who qualifies as a Figley student. Figley students are those whose annual family income is less than $25,000 a year. And to top it off, their parents do not hold a bachelor's degree. Each year, more than 4.5 million Figley students enroll in post-secondary education in the U.S. To put it in perspective, that's approximately 24% of the overall undergraduate population in America. And I was one of them. Being Figley, research shows that students from low socioeconomic backgrounds experience more incidents of classism than their more privileged peers. They also are more likely to encounter academic, financial, cultural, and emotional difficulties, which leads to higher chances of dropping out. It's not a surprise that according to the Pell Institute, only 10% of Figley students graduate with a bachelor's degree within six years. Every year, I look forward to the summer. Um, it is the best time of the year for me. For most people, it's Christmas. For me, it's the summer. And it's because I get to see my students. Um, I am here at Yale Young Global Scholars, which is a pre-collegiate program for high school students. And during the summer, my students fly from over 130 countries to come to New Haven, Connecticut and learn under Yale's campus. And as I'm here, I, I notice that our scholarship students who Figley students fall under, um, would have trouble navigating the social scene. For all of our students, their meals are covered for in the dining hall. And as a side note, I can vouch that Yale's dining hall food is absolutely delicious. But they can't afford to skip it and grab a $4 coffee every morning with their friends. And also, the fact that seafood is extremely cheap here in New England so they can go to a $4 sign restaurant from Yelp and swipe their cards without batting an eye. They may get away with it once or twice, saying, no, thank you, I'm going to go to the dining hall, um, or I'm going to skip it and do something else instead. But once it becomes often, their peers start getting suspicious of why they aren't going and ultimately conclude that they're on scholarship here at our program, and that's putting it nicely. These incidents happen often in a student's undergraduate experience, and it creates dissonance between students due to their socioeconomic backgrounds. And in turn, it's not surprising that the main reason for Figley students dropping out of college is due to class cultural differences and not being able to relate to their peers. 
and universities across the U.S. have struggled to grapple with this issue. Some do it well, some do it not so well. For the sake of ease and convenience, I'm going to be focusing on two programs here at Harvard. So at Harvard, Figley students have two options to start off their undergraduate experience. The first being the first year retreat and experience program, we'll be referring to it as FIRE. Um, and students at FIRE get to participate in workshops and presentations from student support offices, such as the Office of Career Services and the Academic Research Center, and how these centers can support them. And um, as you can tell already, the FIRE program is here to set these students up for success. And this, and this year in 2020, um, it's the third year that FIRE is running and it only accepts 100 students a year with 300 students applying. So chances of getting in are pretty slim. Um, they also get to hear from professors and learn how to navigate the university, which is the most important part of being Figley. Without parents who have gone through college, you will not be able to navigate college easily without the help of um, an adult and for their more privileged peers, they do have parents who can tell them, hey, it might be a good idea to change your major or hey, go to professor's office hours and this is how you read a syllabus. Um, here at FIRE, the core of the program is community building and college preparation. Students are placed in a group of 12 to 13 students led by two team leaders and they participate in bonding activities um, such as the FIRE family time, where students get to reflect on their past experiences, bond over shared anxieties, and express their identities to their cohorts. And students have the opportunity to meet and even shake hands with the Harvard College president, Larry Bacow, and leave the encounter with encouraging words such as, seek out people who are different from you and engage in deep conversations, sometimes the hard conversations. Try to see and understand the world through other people's eyes. And this is such an impactful experience to be able to meet the president of the institution that you're going to and to know that they care about your success here at this institution for the next four or more years. For Roderick P. Emily, uh, who is the class of 2023, he attended the FIRE program and their days start at 8 a.m. with breakfast and then followed by 9 a.m. Welcome, welcome ceremony. And students then spend their early afternoon at the Harvard Art Museums before going to lunch. And after lunch, uh, he attended a financial literacy workshop and lectures, panels, and until it was time for dinner. And once dinner ends, there was an open mic night um, with the theme, Harvard, I messed up, before closing the day with fire family time with his cohort. And um, the day and the way that the fire program is structured is strictly for creating opportunities for students to bond with not only their peers, but also faculty and staff. This year, the FIRE program continues to offer workshops in their two-week sessions, such as understanding financial aid with the financial aid office, mental and emotional well-being with counseling and mental health service, 
and fire leader office hours, where students get the opportunity to speak with their team leaders one-on-one. Students get a glimpse of how to prepare themselves for academic success, along with a sweet academic after-party. And most of all, they learn to prep for their schedules via Shopping Week Prep and My Harvard. It's clear that the FIRE program is impactful. For Roderick, the student said, I feel like being first-generation low-income is a bigger part of my identity now because of FIRE. I started school with that kind of identity, and I'm not sure if if I hadn't done FIRE, I would have. It would make sense that a program such as FIRE had such a huge impact for students who share the Figley identity. And I found this quote that perfectly sums up why FIRE works. It is the diversity of individuals, particularly other students, that developmentally challenges students' conceptions of themselves and that requires adaptation and commitment to certain attitudes, values, beliefs, and actions. The program establishes relationships for students who share one of the same identities as them. And this way, students don't have to leave it up to serendipitous meanings throughout their undergraduate experience or foster relationships. There's actually a formula that explains why fireworks, and it's called the Lewin's behavior equation. I promise it's not as hard to understand as someone who also is horrendous at math. Um, it is actually quite easy to comprehend. And it's that be- the behavior of an individual is equal to the function of the person and their environment. In other words, a a person's behavior can be attributed to that individual and their surroundings. And as we learn that Figley students go through many barriers to even get to college, another challenge they come across is imposter syndrome or the feeling of not being belonging in a certain space or fearing that they might get found out as a quote unquote imposter. I definitely know I felt it when I first stepped foot into Yale and now Harvard and let alone back when I was an undergrad, my peers and my coworkers didn't look like me. I didn't share the same academic per, um, background as them coming from a state school. And the majority of them gone to Ivy Pluses uh, or highly competitive college or even Ivies. And mostly they weren't Figley. In the beginning, I thought I didn't belong. And many other Figley students, especially freshman undergraduates, felt the same way. So their behavior reflects of someone who felt like they didn't belong at their institution. But Harvard's FIRE program supports Figley students by celebrating their identity that is marginalized and surrounds them with a support system that even includes the president of the college. With the myriad of workshops and plethora of opportunities to be able to interact with staff uh, from different offices that they'll need to navigate um, their college experience, these students have a head start compared to other Figley students who didn't get to participate in FIRE. And Uh, Additionally, the lectures that they listen to may solidify a student's decision to take a class with that professor, or students may have a better understanding of budgeting and how to understand their financial aid due to a finance workshop they attended. The more opportunities students get to interact with the university as a whole, also known as their surrounding in the equation, the more that they feel like they will belong. Additionally, once a student feels grounded and identifies with a certain group, It sets the foundation for their identity building in college. And this further increases as students live in dorms for two weeks, right? And have multiple opportunities to bump into each other outside of family time. 
And because fire opens up a culture of vulnerability through family time and encourages students to share and bond over their experiences being Figly, students move towards more mature relationships. This learning community Harvard creates encourages students to work together, explore together, and most of all, to be able to cultivate deeper, meaningful relationships that will last throughout their undergraduate experience and maybe beyond. And FIRE also is slowly changing the mindset or, or, or behavior of Figley students to those who don't belong to those who do. According to research published by the American Psychological Association, Figley students are less academically and socially integrated in campus life compared to their more privileged peers. This makes sense, as most of the time, Figley students are the ones on campus who have to dedicate to work study or part-time jobs. This means less time for social activities, attending events on campus, or going to professor's office hours, if they even knew what professor's office hours were. And actually, over half of low-income students work at least 16 hours a week, compared to 37% of their low-income peers. And I know that when I was an undergrad, I worked two part-time jobs, one as a waitress and the other one as a preschool aide, both of them equated to 25 hours a week while balancing my workload of classes. My story isn't unique as my narrative can be reflected and is reflected in those who also identify as Figley. Because our financial aid didn't cover other expenses such as textbooks, health insurance, and other basic needs for us in undergrad that we had to sacrifice our time for uh, rest and social activities or academic um, for, or, sorry, academic experiences for work. And this is a reality for Figley students. And honestly, the only flaw of the FIRE program is that they don't offer any financial incentives to students, which is the reason why they may choose option two for their pre-orientation program at Harvard, the Fall Cleanup Program, or FCU. I think now they also um, call themselves a dorm crew. So unlike FIRE, FCU existed back in the 1950s as the Student Porter Program, which solved two problems for Harvard. It created a sustainable supply of workers to clean dorms and generated additional income for students who need it. As a plus, they didn't have to hire outside cleaning personnel that may demand higher pay. Unfortunately, FCU is canceled this year due to the pandemic, but it, unlike FIRE, it takes in 800 students compared to the 100 students. So for students who don't have the luxury to select an enriching academic personal experience at FIRE, they spend a portion of their summer before their freshman year at FCU working for $13.50 an hour for 20 hours a week. For students who participate in FCU, their day uh, begins at 9 a.m., where students head from the weld basements to their assigned dorms. With brooms in hand and vacuums strapped to their backs, they start cleaning their peers' dorms until noon, and after lunch, they're back on their shifts until 3.45. Then students are free to do whatever they choose. Actually, it was uh, up until two years ago that FCU students had to use their own funds to pay for food 
during the week. And this is already problematic as students may not even have the funds to cover their own meals before they get their paychecks, which is the reason why they're here at FCU. And so now I'm wondering, what do they do then? Unlike FIRE, there wasn't even fanfare um, or even a welcoming ceremony. Students get straight to work. And I can't believe that students had to even pay for their own meals um, up until two years ago. But the good news is, is that it's not all work at FCU. There is pre-orientation programming that is available to students. FCU offers tours of the campus, an alumni Q&A panel, small group discussions, fun social activities such as game nights and community meals. And now I'm wondering if students even have the energy to participate in trivia nights and small group discussions after cleaning dorms into sweltering heat. And the programming at FCU isn't set um, and isn't mandatory or deliberate like it is in FIRE, so which shows that the pre-orientation programming isn't of the focal point. However, um, also workshops such as what to do with your first paycheck, workshop with the Harvard Credit Union. Figly students who purposely choose FCU aren't frivolously spending their money. They, they need it to cover insurance. Uh, some may send a portion back to their families, uh, textbooks, and whatever they get left over may be able to use towards social activities or even putting it into savings. As a Figley student, growing up in a home where resources are scarce, the first thing you learn is the importance of money and the value of careful spending. And these students are not the target demographics that will benefit from this workshop. So the FCU program is fairly straightforward, where the focal point is to hire students to clean dorms for a portion of their summer with pre-orientation programming on the side. However, the impact on the university student body is long lasting past the summer. For students who do the cleaning, there is a disproportionate amount of Figley students who are Black and Latinx. And if we take a look at society, it parallels the profiles of those who do cleaning jobs, which are minorities. Looking back at Lewin's equation, remember that a student's behavior is the function of themselves and the environment. And what happens when we take a Figley student and put them in a place where their more privileged peers ha can see them clean their living space with mops in hand while leaving a comment card? as if they were a hotel cleaning service, we get students who feel like they're the help, that they're out of place, and that they are neglected by the place that they'll be calling home for the next four years or more, if they even make it to graduation. On the flip side, for students who are watching their peers clean their dorms, it creates the false pretense and continues to stigmatize the idea that minorities belong in positions where they have to do menial, menial or laborious work, even at a place like Harvard, especially if you put them in an environment where they bear witness to this happening. And speaking of comment cards, it's especially demeaning that students have to leave notes after they clean that says, your bathroom was cleaned by Sam. Let us know if you have any comments, complaints, or compliments on the bathroom mirrors. It's bad enough that students have to scrub dried, sticky, gross soda off the floor of common rooms, but to also have a part of their identity re revealed, such as their names, it's extremely condescending, especially if your peers are watching you clean. 
Unlike fire, students don't get the chance to attend lectures, shake hands with the university president, or attend workshops to help them navigate through the different offices that, that may help them throughout their undergraduate career. The only interaction outside of their peers who are participating in the program and those who see them clean are during these optional events. And even so, echoing my sentiments earlier, they might opt out to rest instead of attending events as they have a full day of cleaning ahead on top of the day that they have already spent cleaning. These students are already behind when they come back in the fall and they haven't been unveiled the hidden curriculum unlike their fire peers. Feelings of neglect and imposter syndrome may exacerbate at FCU. Whether the program acknowledges it or not, Dr. Anthony Abraham Jack, a professor and researcher at Hugsey, found out that FCU students are mistreated at times by their peers, more than custodial staff. To whoever from dorm crew stole my AirPods off my bed this morning, F you. That's just one of the comments the program received. This continues to create a divide among stu the student body on campus and Figley students who participate in FCU's sense of belonging continues to suffer at, at the end. And this increases their chance of not making it to the finish line, otherwise known as graduation. And they even haven't even begun, uh, begun freshman year yet. It's not fair that students have to choose between academic enrichment or meeting their financial needs because FIRE and FCU coincides with one another. Students have to choose either or, and that's not okay, right? And um, this is why. Uh, this is a quote from the FIRE co-chairs back in 2019. And they said, hypothetically, if all 100 of our students decide to do both, and then halfway through the week, dorm crew has 100 of its people leave, things are gonna be so rough for the people that are still there. And without this cap on enrollment, there would be an exodus of fall cleanup, students leaving for fire. And this is a problem for FCU's labor force. It's evidently clear that fire builds up students and catapults them into their first semester with a pre-existing network of staff, faculty, administrators, and on top of that, peers. And FCU leaves students with a bit of cash, a network that doesn't extend past your peers, and a potential diminished sense of belonging. Both programs had the right intentions of supporting Figley students, but one did it well and the other, well, not so well. So this begs the question, how do we create programming or spaces where we can support Figley students? Well, first things first, I'm here to tell you, <laughs> that we need to ensure that the program has a sense of exclusivity. FIRE does a great job of this, as everyone in the program is from a Figley background. However, FCU, not at all. As 800 students who participate um, don't all stem from Figley backgrounds. Um, all we know is that they just decide to opt in for extra cash. And so it's hard for students to create meaningful bonds, especially for Figley students, if they have to scout out those who share the same identities as them. Also, students would ideally be on campus or sharing a virtual space with one another as it increases their likelihood of interaction as they move throughout their day uh, within the programming, right? Um, lastly, there must be a curriculum where students dedicate their time and efforts to purposeful tasks 
that will preferably be a mixed bag of opportunities to collaborate with one another, such as social activities, interaction with faculty and staff, and resource workshops. FIRE's family time is a great example of this, where it creates a safe space for students to share their own thoughts. And other examples can be learning communities, first year seminars, service learning, or even capstone research. Each of the activities that I've previously mentioned checks off or can check off all of the requirements listed to support Figley students in their quest for belonging in college. Now that I've gone through both programs and how we how to create proper programming to ensure belonging, we also need to address the other elephant in the room, which is that as a whole, we need to stop ignoring the needs of Figley students. And we need to start addressing and creating equitable spaces for students who feel that they, be they belong. And if not, the low graduation rates and percentages I introduced earlier will continue to persist. We need to create programming for Figley students to unveil the hidden curriculum to them. And we have to help them establish a network and ensure their feelings of belonging or else they're going to have an extra rocky transition from high school to college. They'll continue to experience alienation and culture shock when they arrive, which will further be exacerbated as they continue throughout their undergraduate journey. Although Figley students are highly resilient and highly resourceful, if they don't know about resources, they're not going to go for it. And perseverance isn't going to get them to the finish line. Every year, 33% of first-generation students drop out without a degree to show for their work, and that's four times the national average. With 70% of jobs by 2024 it being in need of a bachelor's degree, this will continue to create the socioeconomic wage gap within the U.S. And these students will have major issues paying back their student loans, as those who graduated with a bachelor's degree make $34,000 or 134% more per year than high school graduates. And to put it in perspective, that's $625,000 greater in a lifetime. However, if we can create a sense of belonging for students that will help bolster their likelihood of graduation, it creates a ripple effect. Their chances of going into poverty is 3.5 times lower. To top it off, they'll have a higher rate of job security and their likelihood of being unemployed is 2.2 times lower. Also, the American society benefits from college graduates as well. Those with bachelor's degree participate in voting and other civic duties at a higher rate. College graduates contribute to hundreds and thousands of dollars towards government programs. And they also rely a lot less than taxpayers in the government. Actually, 39% less. I can clearly throw you statistics all day, but... We can all agree that 4.5, the 4.5 million Figley students who go to college each year must need the support to graduate. And it starts with belonging. I know that when I was in college, my university didn't set up a support system for me to navigate the feelings of belonging. And I struggled hard because I came from a single parent household and my high school was vastly underserved. I came to college not knowing what office hours were. I didn't know um, how to read the syllabus. I especially didn't know that when you do go to office hours, it's not just to ask questions, but it's also to network as well, to potentially get a spot in the next class or even uh, a chance to research with them. 
I didn't know what the registrar's office was or what it did. And I was too scared to participate in campus activities because I felt so different from my classmates. I felt so lost. In the end, I graduated with a 2.7 GPA. (laughs) And it is a miracle that I'm here at Yale and Harvard simultaneously. Knowing my background and now knowing all of the statistics that affect Whitley students and that I only had a 10% chance of making it through my bachelor's degree um, within six years, I it, it breaks my heart to see other students with similar backgrounds go through the same. And which is why now that we know better, we need to do better. Thank you so much for sticking with me till the end. And once again, this is Shu Yi with Empowered. Until next time, my friends, take care.